This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. Last weekend, the Clare Senior Camogie team scored a well-deserved victory over All-Ireland champions Kilkenny in Cusick Park. After the game, Pat McMahara chatted with Brendan Foley of the Clare management team about the game. And now I'm delighted to be joined here by a great friend to Scarlet Bay Community Radio, of course, a former great analyst of, of ours and still is hopefully contributing a lot, but contributing more now to Clare, and that is Clare Camogie, and that is Brendan Foley, uh, one of the selectors and coaches. Brendan, a great start to the league campaign. Yeah, good start, uh, Pat. Uh, we're delighted, you know. Um, good win, you know, bringing the All-Ireland champions up uh, to Cusie Park. They came here last year and they came away with a, a one-point win and we just wanted to get it right, you know, to try to get a win on the board. And look, at um, it, it's it's the first round of the league, you know. We have a nice bit of work done pre-Christmas. Uh, good bunch of girls brought in, um, freshened up the squad. And I suppose you can see there today, when it came down the stretch, we were able to bring a lot of fresh legs in off the bench. Absolutely, a key point. But in terms of the first half, you say you dominated, Leo, or Leo uh, Brendan. Probably should have been a little bit more ahead at half. Like, Kenny as All Ireland champions knew how to how to dig in there and then keep keep it a bit of a tapping over scores. But you dominated that first half. Early in the second half, Kilkenny, we thought they got the hairdryer treatment, showed that they had some work done because they played very well. But your response in the second half, halfway through that, when you dug in and, and got that victory, was the greatest, a great response to how Kilkenny had dominated early in the second half. Yeah, I think that was crucial for us. Like, you know what I mean? You always know, look, Kilkenny are our All-Ireland cha- champions, you know, there's going to be a bounce. And, like, you know, Denise Gall going to midfield there and she tapped yes. over a couple of scores and, you know, she was getting on a good bit of ball and spraying it around. But, you know, I think the girls showed their character, like, uh, which, which is a good thing. If you can build up character on a team, it means an awful lot, like, you know. And we started to wither the storm, and they went one point ahead. But that was a crucial period for us in that they didn't go two, three or four. We stayed in it, stayed in it, stayed in it. And we got our own scores when we brought Orla uh, Duggan in off the bench. She made a, a massive difference. Linda Daly, when she came off the bench, made a massive difference. And uh, Jennifer Daly, when she came in, they all done their work. <coughs> Abby Walsh to come in. You know, young girls, they're learning out, and it's a great way to, 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 to start out uh, your first match in the uh, senior ranks against all Ireland champions. And you know that will send them tenfold, and you know they did show experience. Like you know they didn't just uh, hit the ball away; they stood up, they looked for a player in the better position and worked the ball off. And sure, like when you have a target in inside in the goal area, like like with Lockie inside, you have a great option to throw it in there. And we got a, we got we got two. I would say there were well, there were lucky goals, but like when you put the ball in around there, anything yeah. can happen. Like you know, but we did work it well. And you know, I think Becky might have got the last touch to it, but you know, she put in a massive shift in there as well today. Like just to hold up that ball in rock ball area, that physical presence, you need that, especially up against a, a, a quality team against Kilkenny. A quality team there, and there's certainly a few Kilkenny players around the middle there will be very, very well aware that Becky Foley was playing because she was putting herself around and doing exactly what she needed to do. A lot of people weren't breaking ball off of her. Uh, as well as that, uh, when, when it came tight near the end there, and, and the game was up for winning in, in, in the business end of the game, two players. Particularly Claire, Claire Hare and Evo D. You know what two solvers to have back there, steadying the ship and bringing the ball out. Ah, sure. Look, they're, they're fantastic. Um, they're great. They're great leaders in the squad. The girls look up to them. 
you know, when they speak in the dressing room, the players respond and they listen. And, you know, the one thing we want to make sure is uh, defensively, I suppose, is that we're tight. <coughs> you know, we have to be watertight. You can't be leaving gaps. And you could hear even nod the whole way through the game. If someone was gone, there was always someone filtering back in to make sure the holes are plugged. And that comes from experience. You know, and that gives Sarta Clareheader a little bit of a licence to go forward as well, knowing that some player is going yeah. back to cover the, cover the hole, which is vitally important for us. And look, uh, look, this is a great two points, you know what I mean? It's great for the young players as well, and especially for Neve and and uh, and uh, Claire and Elena Ryan and those who have been fantastic servants to Claire Cedar Hurland for years. So, look, it's two points in the board, but with a, a long trip a, a, nice easy, a nice easy one yeah. coming up next weekend it's a nice easy one coming next weekend now Pat as well there's nothing easy in this league but so look, isn't it great great isn't it absolutely great that we're going down now to meet a team that Kilkenny bet in dollar in the final you know and we, a great team down last year there in Park you're in in an epic Munster final we'll, you never, know. we'll never forget it we'll never forget it we won't forget it anyway I suppose because you know you're, you're yeah. so close but yet so far I suppose but look it was a stepping stone in the right direction and that belief has crept in this year as well and you know uh, it's going to be a tough ask but we're We'll be back training or back to the pool against uh, this evening the whole that so. Tasha used a key word there, Brendan. There seems to be belief in that score. Watching them there today, I think no matter what stage of the game, whether they're going well or maybe not going so well, there was always a belief that they had the ability to win the ball, but to use the ball well and, and you know, use it wisely and put the ball into space in favour of the of, of the clear player a lot of the time. And other very often before in the past under pressure might just pelt it any old place up in the air and just making a 50-50 back small but you always kept Kilkenny guessing so great belief in the team and that comes from good preparation Oh it does like you know look there's been a lot of work done pre pre-Christmas I suppose you know with with, uh, with uh, getting ready for this league campaign because you knew Division 1 was going to be an absolute uh, battle with the quality team that's in it like you have Cork Galway uh, Kilkenny uh, Dublin Tipperary ourselves like you know so that was always going to be a tough battle um, and again, like you know, you, you you saw even there today, like Chloe Mori, her her work rate again and her honesty, like you know, another fantastic servant along with the two girls, and you know she tapped over some good scores and her distribution of the ball, letting the ball out to the wings. But like you know, look, we we know we have to go down to Parky Ring, but we will get the bodies right for next week, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Brendan, no doubt we'll be talking to you very often again. The very very best look, well done today. Very very best look next weekend and for the rest of the league and indeed the division championship. But thanks for talking to us. We'll talk to you soon again. No matter lad. Thanks, lads. Take care. The inaugural Cliffs of Moher and Clare Retail Exhibition took place last weekend and Pat O'Brien was there for Scarif Bay Community Radio. Pat first spoke to Orla, a Polish native who is specialising in making St Bridget's crosses. Moving to Ennis and uh, the next ex- exhibition, we're going to be talking to Orla and she has a Bridget's cross, so take it away. Orla, there's some beautiful Bridget crosses here. You might tell us all about your, 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 um, your crafts and... Uh, our craft is 4,000 years old. This is huge tradition in Ireland and we are very proud to be part of that tradition. We started to make crosses as a fundraiser for Steiner School and when my children left, the demand for the crosses was so big that we had to open the business. <laughs> so we are um, making crosses manually to keep in tradition and we keep our business local to um, support local local people and we love making crosses. Now we have three uh, different designs uh, because we are really happy about making farmers crosses, fishermen crosses, traditional. And uh, I didn't say it before, no, but Breedog, Breedog Tread is, yes. uh, is the name of the... Uh, the yes, the it means Little Breed, a Little Bridget yeah. traditions. Yeah, and where are you from? 
originally, I'm originally from Poland. Oh, from Poland. Oh, very nice. Yeah, well, you're, you're very welcome for it. Exactly. I love where from Poland. Uh, you said there are three different types of crosses that you have here. Yes. I see a traditional farmers and a fisherman's. Could you just give us a little description about each of them? Okay, I will start from the most obvious, the, that cross which looks like basket that the fishermen used to carry the fish. So this is called fisherman because that was made by men fishermen. Okay, so uh, it was found mostly in fishing communities on the coastline. Now here that one, the tree-armed cross is uh, attributed to the farming communities and men used to make and the beauty of the farmer's crosses, I like the story about that. The farmers made the cross and put outside, like tradition is, on 31st of January uh, for Bridget to bless the cross and other items like potatoes and grain. And then they took it in the morning and they took the cross and went with all the household around the farm, the borders of the farm, and invoke the name of the Bridget asking for her help and protection. And this is a very beautiful story because people nowadays, they make those crosses, although they don't have farms, they might go around their house, their garden. Uh, and this is very beautiful uh, uh, history about this cross. The other one, this one is a um, traditional cross. It used to be the emblem of RTE1. Some time yeah, ago, yeah. this is mm. why it became so popular, but it was made mm. all over Ireland. And the beautiful um, story is that we have on the back of our cross is about the St. Bridget who came to this dying man and she gathered the rushes. She wanted to convert him to Christianity. So she gathered the rushes and made that cross called Wheel of Life. This is pagan symbol, okay? Pre-Christian. So I always was wondering how she converted people, how she convinced them that the Christianity is what they know. So the people believed in everlasting life, nature going round and round without break. And so she made this Wheel of Life, which is not the Christian cross. And she said, okay, look, the forearms represent the seasons of the year so it's spring and summer autumn and winter in spring the nature everything all life is waking up in winter it dies but then the connection is that in winter it dies and the spring is waking up again and again and again and what saint bridget did i started to think about that so saint bridget did that cross and how did she convert the person she said, okay, this is will of life. You know about the everlasting life. Now, the same is with Jesus Christ. He was born, he matured, he suffered like in autumn and he died in winter, but he rose again. So she made that full circle and the person could go for Christianity because it was the same song that he had in his heart. Mm -mm. This is why she could convert. She couldn't convert on the symbol of Christian cross and mm -hmm. the suffering of the Christ because the people didn't believe in suffering on its own. They only believed in everlasting life. So that is the traditional cross and I love this. All the stories about Bridget are in my heart. We mm. are making those crosses and we live in them really. You know, yeah. they are really beautiful. And um, 
Do you have a website for? No, we don't have anything. You don't know, you? <laughs> are you just settlement at, 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 at? We just no, we just don't go for any first anything. People some come to come us. To your, yeah, I yeah. always open myself. And say, okay, I would need few clients, and they come. Yeah, yeah. Saint Bridget is looking after us, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, absolutely fabulous, uh, Ola, and we'll say the packaging and everything that you have around them. And of course, this time of year is a good time of year. We'll say as uh, from from the first of February. Listen, thank you, thank you so much, thank you. Uh, thank and. You. Uh, Pat also met Mayor of Clare, Tony O'Brien, at the Cliffs of Moher and chatted to him about the event. Well, we're here with the Chairman of Clare County Council, or the Mayor, I suppose, of Clare, is, is another, another title. Uh, Tony, um, great to hear him in the Cliffs of Moher today and all the, the, the people that's uh, uh, displaying their, their, their crafts and their food and all that. Absolutely, Pat, and may I say it is very welcome. To some, I'm delighted to see a fellow East Clearman coming all the way up here. But it's always great to come up to the Cliffs of Moher, you know. They've won a number of awards this year, and I've always said this, you know, what makes the Cliffs of Moher, and even all the iconic sites that we have around County Clare are the staff and the people who work in them, you know. But also allied to that uh, is, is the spin-off that, that happens from these uh, uh, events, uh, events and, and, and stuff. It's the local producers, it's the local people uh, working in their own indigenous industries and what they bring and, and bring to the place. And a place like the Cliffs of Moher affords them the opportunity to actually display their wares and, and find a sale for it. You know, there's over a million visitors came through here last year. So the spin-off, hopefully, is, is for, the, for the local community and for the, for the people uh, working and producing in the area is, is enormous. And, 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 you know, the benefits are there. So it's fantastic. And it's fantastic to see, to see this uh, uh, here this afternoon. And I suppose all the, all the small producers around County Clare, they wouldn't get a chance, Tony. And they're, they're getting, they're getting uh, we'll say, exposure here today in, in the Cliffs. A- absolutely. And that's what it's all about. I mean, as I said already, there's over a million visitors pass through the doors of, of the Cliffs of Moher and, uh, in, in a year. But even to have those uh, gifts and the soaps and all the various jams and everything you see around here produced uh, uh, locally by local people, giving local employment and living locally, sustaining their communities, that's what Clare County Council is really all about. And it's, it's, it's the positivity and the vibes that I'm getting walking around here today. It's fantastic. And there's um, another um, evening... Um uh, function on in the in the Absolutely. in the far this evening, uh, Tony, isn't it? Promoting it again? Absolutely, yeah. When when we when we finish uh, here, obviously this is the public event, but also uh, back in the falls later on, we'll be talking to more people who are actually coming to buy buyers yeah. who are coming in, and this is going on as well tomorrow. Yeah, people tomorrow from from, yeah. from from yeah. other parts of Ireland and and buyers who are selling into the industries and and uh, uh, that that uh, they're coming to to view and to sample the goods yeah. and, and, and uh, promote the goods. And it, it affords, again, as I said, the opportunity for the local producers yeah. to, to display their wares and get a market and get their, get their, their, their uh, product out there and, 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 and get it known, you know? Uh, thanks, Tony, for your time. No, Pat, no problem, yeah. Pat. And yeah. Listen, thanks yeah. again to yourselves. Yeah. And keep up the good work. It's always good to be here. Yeah. Scarif Bay Radio. And, 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 and it's always great to have a chat and talk. So well done for coming up. Thanks. Yeah. The full programme from the Cliffs of Moher and Clare Retail Exhibition will be broadcast at 4pm this Sunday on Scariff Bay Community Radio. 
You have been listening to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarif Bay Community Radio.